What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today, we're going to talk about how your self-talk is dictating your self-worth. You are always listening to what you're saying. And while you may not be talking to yourself out loud, or maybe you are talking to yourself out loud, um, you're always talking to yourself in your brain. Like in your mind, you are constantly talking to yourself. Sometimes you're aware of it. Sometimes you're not aware of it. But what we say to ourselves when we're by ourselves is the most important thing that can happen and the most important thing that will dictate our path. Because we are the person that we need to impress. We are the person that we need to believe in. We are the person that we need to uh, build courage for so that we can have the ability to move forward so that we can believe that we have the ability to move forward and so that we can start to shift our identity toward a different version that actually knows that it can achieve the next step and overcome the next obstacle. Self-talk is one of the most important things that any of us can start to pay attention to. And I think, I actually, I believe wholeheartedly that our internal self-talk is what keeps most people from making progress in their health and fitness. It's not because it's not the right type of exercise. It's not because it's not the right diet. It's not because it's not the right coach or this, that, and the other thing. Yes, yes, of course, like there's more efficient types of exercise. There's more effective types of diets. And of course, there are more effective coaches. But you can make progress pretty significant progress, I would say, with even some of the most inefficient types of exercise diets or coaches. But we let ourselves get in the way because of what we tell ourselves, what we convince ourselves of. And to be totally honest, because underlying all of that, a lot of us just don't believe that we're worth the effort. A lot of us just don't believe that we're worth the sacrifice. A lot of us just don't believe that we're worth the time that where maybe we recognize we're going to have to put in in order to get to this weight loss goal that we're trying to achieve or in order to get to this fitness level that we're trying to achieve or in order to fit into that set of pants that you're trying to fit into. So until you actually start to recognize that your self-talk is what's dictating your ability to move forward, which is dictating your identity. And that's really what this comes down to is your identity and who you think that you are. And your self-talk is what creates that. Your self-talk is what creates who you think you are and what you think you're capable of. And that's really why it's so important because it literally will define what you think of the world, what you think the world can give you and what you think you can do within that world. It literally will define that and you will stop at the wall that your mind creates. You will literally stop at that, at that gigantic, um, you know, hundred foot wall that your mind creates because you've told yourself over time that you aren't capable of moving past 10 pound, a 10, 10 pound weight loss, or you're not capable of exercising for more than six weeks or you're not capable of whatever other goal that you're trying to achieve. Most people 
will go for about six to eight weeks, and then they start to sabotage themselves with their self-talk. And that is from years and decades and just time accumulated of negative reinforcement. You telling yourself that you can't do it. You telling yourself that you're not capable. You telling yourself that this, that, and other thing. And that becomes literally your subconscious directive. In other words, what you say to yourself when you're by yourself regularly, how you talk to yourself regularly, will direct subconsciously how you go about the world. And that's scary because unless you make the unconscious conscious, it will dictate your life and you'll call it fate. And so many people say, well, that's just who I am. That's just the way that I am. That's just, you know, that's just me. How many times have you said that? How many times have you heard somebody else? I've said that, by the way. I'm not, this is no judgment. I said that. But until you start to realize that you have the capabilities to overcome a lot of the limitations that you set on yourself, if not most or all of the limitations that you set on yourself through starting to direct your subconscious mind in a, on a different path, you'll stay the same path. Like you'll stay in that same direction. You'll, you'll keep trying to lose weight. You'll keep trying to change your lifestyle. You'll keep trying to become healthier and Maybe you'll go down the path a little further. Maybe you'll make a little more progress. But when that part of you creeps up that says, hey, you're not worth it, that's when that brick wall is going to get thrown up and you're going to have a hard time overcoming it. So starting to make that shift is imperative. I thought that it made sense to pull in a study that reinforces this idea to kind of tell us and show us how self-talk is so impactful on our abilities. In this study, um, it's not a huge, it's not about lifestyle per se. The study is called Brief Online Training Enhances Competitive Performance. Let me say that again. Brief Online Training Enhances Competitive Performance. So what this study did was there were 44,000 participants in the study, first of all. The participants were broken up into 12 groups and then one control group. So 12 of the groups were, they were given some sort of thing to change the performance. One of the groups was just controlled. They weren't given anything. And what they were doing was trying to enhance their performance against a computer opponent on a computer game. I don't think, I don't remember exactly what the game was. It was something pretty basic, but they tested them first. They gave them this skill to build, they gave them a way to build it, and then they tested them again. So, and then they s tested them on a couple of like mental parameters and how their performance increased and how fast it increased and so on and so forth based on the skill that they were improving. So there were 12 groups and here's how they, those 12 groups were created. So first they broke them into three groups and those three groups were building a certain psychological skill. Either visualization, so being able to close your eyes and visualize yourself, visualize yourself in an outcome or in a process or completing a task. Self-talk, which is what we're talking about, 
telling yourself a different thing, telling yourself something about a process, or what's called an implementation intention. This is an if-then statement. This is used in health and in nutrition a lot. That's actually where I believe it starts or it started, and it's super effective actually for nutrition. An implementation intention, like I said, it's an if-then statement. Essentially, you create a statement that says, if this happens, then I'll do this. That way you have something to overcome an obstacle whenever you run into it. An example in nutrition would be, if I go to a party, then I'll make sure to eat beforehand so that I don't eat anything that I'm not supposed to eat. And that's very effective when it comes to nutrition. But what they were trying to test is how effective if-then statements are compared to self-talk and visualization when it comes to performance. So they took 44,000 people, broke them up into three groups, and then they took those three groups and broke them up further into four groups within each group. And those four groups were each given a category of focus to focus on. Let me explain a little further. The four categories that they were given, they were given one of the four categories, was they're either focusing on a process goal or they're focusing on an outcome goal or they're focusing on a specific instruction or they're focused on arousal, arousal control. So let me give you an example. So let's say for visualization, the visualization outcome goal group, they were potentially told to visualize beating the computer opponent. That's the outcome that they're trying to achieve is beating the computer opponent or beating their high score. So they would visualize the outcome that they're trying to achieve. Another example or a different example for the self-talk group, say the self-talk process goal group, they were told to tell themselves the process that they were going to do the process goal they were going to do to improve their performance. So that might have been that they're going to re react faster when they see the opponent hit the ball. Like I said, I don't remember what the game was, but they're going to react faster when they see the opponent hit the ball. So the self-talk they tell themselves is I react faster when I hit the ball or when the opponent hits the ball. So, those four categories, process goal, outcome goal, instruction, and arousal control. Arousal control is essentially trying to calm yourself down. So visualizing calming yourself down or telling yourself calm down, relax, that's arousal control. And then instruction is just a directive. Here's what you need to do, like a directive. Hit the ball, an instruction. So... I'm not going to go into like the whole process of the, of the study, but that's the format. 44,000 people, three psychological skills that they're building, either visualization, self-talk, or if-then statements, and then what were they focusing on within those psychological skills? And that's important because, well, we'll get to why that's important here in a second. Of all of those groups, 12 groups that they studied, the four groups that had significant improvement over the control, statistically significant improvement is the way that they say in research, 
means that it's big enough to be remarkable. The four groups were visualization for outcome and process goals and self-talk for outcome and process goals. So in other words, when people either visualized the outcome that they were after or visualized the process they wanted to improve or they told themselves the outcome they were after or told themselves the process that they're going to improve, there was a significant increase in their performance against the computer opponent. There was a significant increase in their score or a significant increase in the likelihood they would beat the computer opponent. So first of all, that's important because we have talked before about different type of goals, outcome goals, process goals, identity goals, outcome goals and process goals are very different in that outcome goals is just the thing that you're trying. It's the thing that you're measuring. It's, did you win? Did you run a four hour marathon? Did you lose 20 pounds? That's the thing that you're measuring. The process is what's going to get you there. So it's important to have both of those and it's important to focus on both of those. And this study shows that it's important to both visualize and tell yourself and talk yourself through both of those things. However, and here's the high point, I guess, if you will, the most effective category for positive reinforcement and positive, positive belief of the ability. In, in other words, this group believed that doing this thing was actually going to improve their abilities was the self-talk process group. In other words, the group that told themselves about the process that they're going to complete. That group believed that that skill was going to actually improve their, their abilities and so their abilities improved the most because they believed that it was that they were going to improve because they believed it. We've talked previously again about what you believe you will get. What you think is possible, potentially you'll actually get it. Now you got to put in a lot of work, you got to put a lot of effort, but if you don't think it's possible, you will not get it. You will not achieve it. Or at least it'll be a lot bigger struggle if you get there. So this group believes in the self-talk process. They believe that if they told themselves about the process, that it would improve their abilities. Another important function from the study is the most effective for the fastest improvement. In other words, the group that improved the fastest was the self-talk outcome group. So self-talk was the gold winner, I guess, of this study, if you will. And the ones who focused on process and the ones who focused on outcome were the ones that achieved the most and achieved the best. Now, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? I'm telling you that your self-talk will dictate how you see the world, how you view the world, how you go about the world, and what you believe about yourself. Most of us tell ourselves that we can't achieve outcomes and we can't do processes to get there. Going back to the weight loss example, which is just the one that most people, not most people, but a lot of people are after, if your goal, if you see a 50-pound weight loss that you, need to, that you need to achieve, 
there's a chance that you're telling yourself, I can't complete that 50 pound weight loss. That's the outcome that you're supposedly after. And if you're telling yourself, I can't complete that outcome, there's a good chance it's not going to happen. And then there's a lot of steps that you need to take to make that outcome happen. A lot of process goals you need to check off the list to get to that outcome goal. You need to start to shift your nutrition. You need to start to move. You need to start to sleep better. All these other things to get here. And the hard part is, which actually gives me the chills a little bit because it kind of hurts me, is that most people don't believe that they can do that. Like most people don't believe that they can make those steps happen, that they can exercise regularly, that they can eat good regularly, that they can sleep better regularly. Most people don't believe that they can do that because they've either, either been told that maybe they've been told they're too old. Maybe they've been told they're not capable. Maybe they've been told they can just take a pill. Maybe they've been told whatever, like whatever lie they've been told, they believe it and they don't believe that they can take the steps necessary to lose the weight, get their blood sugar under control, get their hypertension under control, get their diabetes under control. So those two exact things on the opposite spectrum, self-talk about process goals and self-talk about outcome goals, when you're positively talking about them, are the most effective strategies you can use to move yourself forward to increase your potential, to increase the outcome, to increase the likelihood that you actually make it happen. Those two things. And yet we're doing the opposite of that. I don't say this to like try and make you feel bad about it because it's important that you don't because you shouldn't. You shouldn't feel bad about it. Like you have to understand that most, like once you start getting caught up in life, once you start getting caught up in family, once you start getting caught up in career, you just start going down a path. And once you start going down that path, a lot of people just unconsciously take on everyone else's junk. And what you're doing is taking on everyone else's self-talk. When someone tells you that, like you tell them a goal that you're trying to achieve and they go, you're not gonna be able to do that. They're only telling you because they don't believe they can do it. So they're basically just unloading their self-talk on you. So while you, you, like I said, you shouldn't feel bad about that being the case until you become aware about it and then you start to choose to make decisions to change it, it's going to stay the same. That's why I'm so passionate about this right now and that's why my hands are waving all over the place <laughs> like a crazy person because you, you can do it but you just have to be conscious of it. By the way, let's go ahead and talk about the things that you can do to start make it happen, to start actually to shift that self-talk and move it into a different direction. Number one is, unless you make the unconscious conscious, it will dictate your life and you will call it fate. You have to be aware. You have to become aware. You have to think about your thinking. It sounds crazy, but you have to think about what's going on in your mind whenever you're doing things, when you're going up against an obstacle that you haven't seen before, when you're thinking about, make, just thinking about the idea to make a change, what happens in your brain? Here's what happens to a lot of people. Hmm, this is just me thinking in my brain, if you will. Hmm, I should lose 50 pounds. Well, that's just crazy. What in the world makes you think you can do that? Do you know all the effort that that's going to take? Do you know how many things you're going to have to change? Like, 
And can you hear yourself just like spinning in your brain, coming up with all these reasons why it's going to be hard, why it's going to be tough, which is all, that's all true. Yeah, it's going to take time. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But if you start telling yourself that, well, you can't do that because you've tried in the past and you failed last time and you've already failed or you've failed three times and you've tried putting in effort before and you got yourself hurt before and you did this, that, and other thing. Like when you start making it personal, then you have a freaking problem. And that's when you really start to ingrain your identity of who you are. I'm just the type of person who can't do it. I'm just the type of person who can't lose 50 pounds. So you have to become aware of the thoughts that are going through your mind, not only when you're doing things, but also when you're thinking about doing things. And when you think about doing things, I think a lot of times, really, that's when we start to already spiral, spiral ourselves down. So pay attention to those thoughts when you start to think about doing things. And that takes us to the next step, which is start to test your self-talk based on the outcomes that you want to achieve and your self-talk based on the processes that you want to achieve. Because as we saw in the study, when your self-talk about the processes that you want to achieve are high, you believe that you can achieve them. You believe that you actually have the capabilities because a process isn't all that intimidating. I'm going to exercise tomorrow. Yes, I can exercise tomorrow. I can put in effort during my, during my exercise. I can put in more effort. I can exercise the next day. I can, I, like, that's not that scary. Losing 50 pounds, understandably, can be a little scary. But if you start to shift your self-talk about that also, it'll actually increase your ability to get there. Because, again, once we saw in the, what we saw in the study was the people who did self-talk about their outcome goal saw the fastest improvement in performance. So whenever you're thinking about losing 50 pounds, or whatever your goal is, you, instead of, well, there's no way that I can do that, just saying, I can lose 50 pounds. I can do it. I can lose 50 pounds. I just haven't done it yet. I just need to take time. It's going to be, it's going to take time. It's going to be hard, but I can do it. I can lose 50 pounds. And just shifting, like, just that simple. Like, not, you can't, you shouldn't lie to yourself. But how the, how in the world do you know... <laughs> Sorry, I did that at our team meeting yesterday. John is laughing behind the camera. When I get worked up about something, I don't, I, I don't think I actually usually don't say words out loud, but I will definitely start to say words out, like start to say sentences that may contain words that may not be appropriate. At any rate, that's what just happened. Um, why would you want to think that you can't do it? I got to get my mind back on track. Why would you want to think that you can't do it? So tell yourself that you can do it, but don't lie to yourself. You don't have to lie. You, you don't have to, well, I'm the, I'm the most fittest and shaped person that I know. I'm the most fittest and shaped person in the world. Like, that's not what this is about. Stuart Smalley, I think that was the guy's name back in the day. Like, it's not like I'm the smartest person. It's, it's not like that, but you can do it. How do you know that you can't do it? Because you haven't actually taken the time and the effort and the patience to push through and do it. So shifting your thoughts about the process, changing your self-talk about the process, and then also changing your self-talk about the outcome. Which leads us to the last thing is be prepared to argue with yourself. A long time ago, I did an episode. 
I can't remember the exact name, but it was something about arguing with yourself because that's all any of us do whenever we're trying to get started on something is, oh, should I do it? Should I not? Should I try this? Should I do that? Blah, 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 blah. And we just argue with ourselves and we argue, argue ourselves into a corner instead of actually take action. So whenever you're making this self-talk change, the old you will laugh at your new self-talk. It'll happen. Now, the old you is not a bad person. You can't be angry at the old you. But you have to realize that you're trying to overcome a lot of thoughts and beliefs and talk that have been ingrained in you. And when that happens, those things creep back up when you start to change your perception a little bit. And they'll come back in and they'll go, well, that ain't the case, dude. Like, you can't do this. But you have to, you have to go, yeah, I can do it. Like, I can do it. Like, who do you think you are telling me that I can't do it? And you have to be prepared to argue with yourself a little bit, but then you have to just keep moving forward. Take a second to argue, like back and forth. You got about 60 seconds. That's all you get. Argue a little bit, but then just keep moving forward and recognize that it is normal to feel that way. It is normal to have that questionable feeling. It is normal to have that, can I do this feeling? It is normal to have that, I don't know if I'm capable feeling. But until you decide to keep going and keep proving it to yourself, you will always stay in that same spot. Someone just walked in the door. So, (laughs) no, I think the door's locked. So they had to have come in with a key. Sorry, for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, (laughs) we're trying to decide if we should check if someone's coming in to steal something or not, but the door's locked, so they needed a key to get in, so yeah, it's probably TJ. Okay, (laughs) I have three minutes left before the camera shuts off. Be aware, pay attention to your thoughts about the outcome and the process. Shift those thoughts to more positive thinking. I can do this, I I can take the next step, I can achieve my goal, Shift that mindset. When you start to do that, you'll be amazed at what happens. Make sure that you share this with your friends. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And until next time, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.